Hello, everyone. Uh, we are back into a podcast uh, of Covinas Talks, and this time we are recording online because of this thing that is going around called coronavirus, <laughs> sadly for, for everyone. Today, I will be joined by some of my colleagues to be uh, talking about working from home, which is in point to what is happening at the moment. So, introductions. Um, so, I'm Jose. I work at Codurians. And, well, I'm actually working in Chile. Yes. My name is Aurelia. Um, um, I work for Codurians as a craftsperson. And I'm working from home in Reading at the moment. <laughs> Hello, I am Francesco. I'm a craftsman at Codurians. Uh, working from home. Well, at this point, uh, almost very by, it's been a year since I started working from home. So I'm, I'm still working from home even during the, uh, this quarantine thing. And well, you know me, Jorge, your usual host on Codian Stocks, working as well from home uh, in London. So, working from home, we have well the three of us that uh, started working from home. Well, two of us that started working from home because uh, coronavirus. One become, because he went to Chile, and another one because he's living in Italy and has been doing it for quite a while, which is good. Lots of different experiences over here. So let's gonna start with your daily routine. How, what are you doing uh, during the during your day working, and is it different from what you used to do in the office? Let's gonna start with uh, Jose. Okay. I'll start with the with the routine. So because I'm working in Chile, so I had two options: either either start working at nine uh, from nine to five, like regular time, mm-hmm. um, uh, or work on the same time that that you guys have. So I chosen that one because I would rather to have the communication with everyone on my team as fast as it can and be available for everyone at any time. What does this mean? Uh, it means that I'm very, very early. Yeah, it means that I'm waking <laughs> up at three thirty every day. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> That's painful. Uh, yeah, because it's working from home. I think that everyone can relate to this. We're waking up way later than we used to because that we don't have the commute, um, so we don't have to to worry about that. So I start working at four but I wake up at 3.30. So basically what I do is just take a shower, get dressed. I uh, There's a lot of people that, that start day in pajamas or, or I guess that work in pajamas. I, I cannot do that. So I have to, to actually. So I, I take a shower, I get dressed, go downstairs, uh, have something to eat, and then come to the office. So I'll call it the office. So I live in a house that has another house on the back um, and it's kind of a studio and and winter barbecue place um, mm-hmm. so we have set up this place as a, an office so everyone is working uh, on the office here but because I uh, wake up very early I'm most of the day by myself Regarding to the so that's my that's basically my routine um, whenever we have lunch, 
I go and get something like a real breakfast. So I get to the meet to the meetings of, of lunch. I'm actually having breakfast. And then when I end my day, I go have some lunch. Regarding to, to the, the things that I'm, that I'm doing, um, it's pretty much the same that I was doing um, when I was working um, at, at the office. I was uh, mm -hmm. helping with the apprentices. So I was helping the apprenticeship program, I was teaching them. Um, and now I'm, I'm just jumping in, in. I'm not the active tutor of the apprentices, but I'm just jumping in um, uh, if they need any help. And I've been helping with checking the issues on the website and, and trying to fix up on, on the website and, and doing some self-learning as well. The thing that, that it did change a lot, it's the amount of, of light, like sunlight that I have. It hasn't been an issue yet because it's very new. But, but I feel, so, so I start working and it's pitch black, so it's night. And yeah. then here in, in Santiago, it's, uh, the sun is coming up around uh, 7.30 to 8, oh, yeah. um, which means that I'm like four to five hours working in the dark. So it's kind of, it's... See, I at can... the time that there is light in London, you are there in Chile. So it hasn't been depressing yet, but I can understand that at some point <laughs> I, will, yeah, I will get less energy um, because of yeah. that. And I'm sleeping very early. Last night I, I slept like at 8, 8.30 or something. I was like already gone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 a little overview of how my experience has been. But do you plan to support that long term? Like, do you plan to stay for a very long time doing so, this uh, shifted time? So I wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah I I would work uh, as long as I'm working here in Chile. I would do. Um, I I will keep doing the same. Um, I don't plan to stay in Chile. Um, but given the circumstances, I cannot fly back. Uh, and also, I'm I'm getting married, so hopefully, I can get married. Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you. So, hopefully, I can I can get married uh, here and then fly back. Uh, if not, then I'll have to uh, to manage uh, getting married in London. But I'm I'm not thinking it about a a, a long term. Um, so months, not years. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> given this week, I um, I, I, I think I wouldn't mind to work uh, remote. Um, I, I really, I have enjoyed it. Um, but I, I think it's a different um experience for me because I'm, I'm currently not in a client. Um, yeah. So not being in a client kind of gives me a little more flexibility. Uh, so I don't I, I don't know how it would be if uh, w when I'm working with a client. Yeah. No. If mm -hmm. it was a longer stretch, like if you're planning for for a year to work with shifted hours compared to the world around you, I would see that that would become a lot more hard to sustain. Like to go to bed at eight o'clock every yeah, day. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> Strange because you're out of phase with the rest of the world around you. It would be uh, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, so next one, um, Aurelia, how's it going for you? Um, it's definitely a strange experience. I've never got to work from home, apart from very, very rare occasions. Um, definitely, my routine has changed a lot because I used to wake up about four a.m. and go to the gym, and then come back and get ready for work, have my breakfast, and you know, go to, go to, go to London and uh, be at at the client. And right now I, I don't feel as motivated to, to exercise in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. Yeah. I just don't really want to do it. So I've been sleeping in and sleeping in, I mean, six, six 30. I'm still trying to keep that sort of similar routine of waking up and doing things because I like to wake up and, be productive before I actually start working at 8 a.m. So I, I either tend to read, I do tend to exercise sometimes. <laughs> um, it's probably like once a week that I do it in the morning. <laughs> um, but it, it helps if I do it. And then um, I pretty much, I shower, I get dressed, I have my breakfast, and then about 8 o'clock I will log in um, and start sort of looking through uh, any messages that I missed out through the evening just catching up if there's any issues at work and then just just continuing the same same thing as I would do on a normal day until I finish work and I have much more time for my hobbies which is really nice I like that don't have to travel from from home uh, from work to home so that's quite nice and I get to sort of exercise how long uh, it takes you normally about If there's no issues with trains, I'll say about 45, 50 minutes. So it's not too bad. But I do like, Mm. I do enjoy the walk from my house to station and from the station to work. That Mm. kind of really kept me awake. Um, Not having that ability to do so because we're on the lockdown. Um, It has been more tough. I think if if I could just go outside for a walk as a day-to-day thing, not just as a this is exercise or I need food shopping, I think it would, I would feel better because yeah. I, could, I can sort of go outside and be in the sun because it's such a lovely weather at the moment. Um, being stuck in the flat on my own, it's uh, sometimes a bit sad, like, like you're just on your own. But um, again, like being on the client, it has helped a lot because I'm on the call and pairing with someone pretty much from mm-hmm. probably from 8.30 till 5 o'clock. Yeah, that I have someone on the screen talking to me all the time, so it's actually pretty much the same as being on a client, just less people around me and less, I guess, less noise, like less distractions around me. Oh, interesting. We'll talk later about yeah. the distractions. So yeah, that that's pretty much sort of my routine and kind of just staying positive about things, I guess. Just. Um, I get to sleep more, so that's I like that. <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Francesco, how how is it going for you? You have been doing this for a while. Well, yeah, the I mean at this point, uh, the, uh, the I rec- like my recollection of uh, my time in London might be not as accurate because some some of time off. <laughs> But um, the thing I remember the most uh, of the switch between uh, being in London and being remote was not having the commute, which I guess is the big difference that we're seeing now. 
So not having this mm. half an hour going and half an hour coming back, which initially I saw as a huge positive. And then later on, I discovered that there are some uh, drawbacks to not having a commute. Ah, but that took some time. But my um, routine, I wake up reasonably early, like, I don't know, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to take my daughters to school, then come back home. I'm one hour in front of London, so, so sometime in the morning where my colleagues are not online yet. So I would use that time to, I don't know, do, do works around the house if needed, and then log in for the stand-up, then start working. And then it's like Aurelia said, I'm trying to, I'm either having a meeting or pairing the entire time until the end of the day. That has not changed. It would have been that way if I were if I were in the office. It would have been that way, uh, with or without the isolation, and then disconnect and enjoy the evening with my family. The yeah, the, the main difference now that we are in isolation is that my daughters don't go to school, and so instead of waking <laughs> up at seven a.m., I wake up at like no no eight thirty, uh, and just uh, wake up, get dressed, and put my headphones on <laughs> to be in the stand-up or something like that. Um, yeah, that, that's it. It's, it's a nice thing to be able to focus uh, and not have a distraction around you. Okay, I'm going to ask you, you have mentioned drawbacks of not commuting. Yes. What are those drawbacks? The thing I realized is that it works as a buffer and the compression period between the stress in the office and being at home. And that was protecting mm-hmm. my family from the stress at work. When I was, um, so a couple of months into my being remote permanently, uh, I was in a stressful client. I had some love, uh, lovely time in the bench, but being in the bench was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I went to a client that, wa- that turned out to be a stressful situation. And uh, I would uh, arrive at the end of the day, put my headphones down, turn around, and I would be in the family, like a second yeah. after having uh, stopped working. And there was no isolation between the two. It was even uh, at lunchtime. I would go and have lunch with my uh, wife, and I would be in a bad mood. Uh, and it was because uh, I did not have that half an hour to decompress and sort of get stuff out uh, uh, before arriving at home. And that was something that I discovered. I needed a few minutes to just free up the mind. You're not no lo- longer at work. Uh, and now you're another person. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered as well that this, um, committing is my main time that I spend outside of a building. So when I walk into the station, even even in the train, which is completely different to normal building, and then walking, and as well the fact that if I am in the office, I need to get out of the office to to eat. While when I'm at home, well, my kitchen is just there, so I don't. Well, thankfully we have we're starting to have good weather here in London, and I can go to my garden, which I'm very lucky to have. But yeah, that time that I was going out and being outside is, is a bit more difficult when when you are not commuting because then you have you're at home you have to or oh, you have to prepare dinner you have to do uh, house care chores things like that and I, I suddenly it's, well it's my time <laughs> that that's kind of the uh, when you say like wasting your time so because you're you're sitting in the office and the office is your house 
at least I don't know if if has happened to everyone, but for me it's kind of like I feel lazier than I used to whenever I take a break. And in the office, I take I take plenty of breaks, uh, and I don't feel lazy. So I go to the kitchen, get myself a cup of tea, or have a chat with with Sabi that or with Julio or whomever is there uh, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. But whenever you're like like sitting in, in your house, I I tend to feel like a little a little lazy and a waste of time of me going to get a, a cup of tea or talking with my fiance or or whoever mm-hmm. it's there in the in the house. And I I can I can understand that the, the feeling of of wasting the time. It's just something that that it's it's okay. I'm not sure I understand this wasting the time, but I definitely see the the lack of movement. One of the things that I've done, for example, is got a standing desk. And also, I enjoy like, like working my daughter's school and going, coming back, like having a nice walk. That is yeah. pleasant. And yeah, if I was if I was stuck at home, like now, <laughs> uh, that would be worse. I think I do understand you're wasting, uh, wasting time because, it's, because when you are in the office, even if you are doing something that is not directly working, yeah, you say going for tea or whatnot, you have people around you, people see you around, they see what they are, what you are doing. While if you are at home, uh, no one can see if you are moving away from your computer. So people that uh, have good responsibility, eh, they, feel the, they feel the pressure of having to actually uh, go back to work. You mentioned, you have just mentioned a stand in this, uh, Francesco. Yeah. Funny enough, I got uh, like two months back. I decided that I wanted to change a bit uh, my, well, we call it the craft room, which is where I have my my computer, my wife's computer and all her stuff for doing crafting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted as well to have space for having my a new armchair for reading. Oh, this armchair. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I... When I got, got this, it was a smaller desk that I had. I used to have a 160, now I have a 120, just so it could fit. But it is a standing, you can manually, No, there is no uh, electric uh, motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can put it as a standing desk. And what I did last week, after three days of working, just sitting down, because I am at home, I'm not doing, any, I'm not doing enough exercise. I decided that, that that's it. I'm, I'm not going to sit down anymore while working put the desk up and i'm on my feet all day uh, the first day was uh, a bit of a killer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes time getting used to it yeah first time i was so so tired what i have done at the moment is have um, a pillow under my feet because i'm i, I am barefoot so i need a bit of cushion otherwise I mean, I'm a, I'm a delicate man. <laughs> so that's one of the great things I think about working from home that you can customize your workspace. Like you can, uh, you you're free to make it work for you. Like for example, for that for the feet, I have like one of those puzzle pieces for children. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the, the, the foam thingy for like yeah, ba- yeah. bedroom of children. And I have one of that for the desk. And I could <laughs> not have something like that at home, uh, anything in the office, of course. But one of the great things about working from home is that it's just you. You can do whatever. Like you can set up things uh, to exactly match you. For example, the amount of light or the temperature of the room. Like you never yeah. have the right yeah. temperature for everyone. <laughs> but now you That's can. the best thing ever about working from home is. 
having nice temperature in in your place. Yeah. <laughs> your own thermostat. That's exactly. Great. I love it. It's the, that's like the biggest perk for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> you talked uh, earlier about distractions, Aurelia, and you said that after you have more distractions in the office than at home. Yeah. I think personally at least for me because I live on my own I really don't have uh, any roommates or family members sort of walking in or like making any noise the only distraction I have is probably my neighbor who decides to play his guitar all the time that's the biggest distraction I have <laughs> that's it's just me so it's quite nice and I think I try to focus from the time I start working till I finish, I try to just work. So I don't really have any distractions around me. So I don't have any of my books or any of my hobbies around me until I finish work. Well, when you're in the office, it's very easy to get distracted. If you go for a break, even a coffee break or water break, there'll be someone in the kitchen and you end up having conversation, which is a nice distraction as well, which I do miss a lot just to have that conversation with someone. But hmm. you can get distracted for a while and then it could be there could be another distraction coming in and there might be something else or you just kind of go down sort of like a rabbit hole of conversations about something that's just a hobby or something. So you have less of that, which not necessarily is a bad thing because your mind need, does need a distraction from time to time. Otherwise, you probably just go and go just a little bit insane, I guess, just being stuck up, like in the work mode all the time. You do need that nice distraction. Yeah. What about you, Francisco? Because you have a full family. Yeah, at the moment, yes. Normally, it's just me. At, at the moment. <laughs> Normally, it's just me at home. Uh, at the moment, instead, we are all at home. Um, yeah. For me, really, like working from home or from an office, from the concentration standpoint, doesn't really make it much of a difference. I hmm. tend to be, get very easily distracted, so it's a huge problem for me. <laughs> and the only thing that I discovered, uh, I, I found out that works for me is pairing. If I'm not pairing, like I'm a moth, like whatever grabs my attention, I would not, like I struggle. I do understand you. So, so for I. me, pairing is the key and I can do pairing equally well in person and remote, so it doesn't really make a difference. Hmm. What about you, Jose? So, yeah, yeah. so distractions are... So I, I find more more distractions here than in the office. So here is a whole family, my fiancé, just sitting next to me. Cats. So cats are, are very... Cats are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome, but they're, they distract <laughs> you quite a lot. Um, <laughs> and whenever, like... Whenever I have a meeting, like they're just they they find the worst times. So for me, the first day of working, I was on the on the living room, um, working mm. there, and then I realized that I kind of needed uh, something more similar to the office. I mean, not not because of the background, though, but. Um, <laughs> There is nothing on the back at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For those guys who are listening. So for me, what it actually helped me avoid distractions was actually having the office. So the place that I separate from my living space, this studio place that, that I mentioned earlier, it's perfect for that because I am... Um, so the house is over there and I come here. This is the place where I work where I do everything. I can close the door and cats won't get in. And w when I'm here, they know that I'm here. So they tend 
not to go inside or, or if they come inside, it's either because they're working or just for very particular reasons. I get easily, easily distracted by everything. So there's a window in front. And whenever someone walks, I will get distracted immediately. Um, and I, I will look whatever it is. Summer, it's worse because birds and even a bird, like if a bird flies by, I, I will look at it. So so for me, it's kind of like trying to find the the different rituals that you're able to do to not get distracted. And as you guys said, like I, I haven't been pairing um, because we're not working on projects and, and the apprentices. So we're working with the apprentices, but um, having having actual meetings or talking with someone and saying like, okay, I will help you with this. If you're not able to do to do pairing, maybe doing some commitments. I know that it doesn't sound like like very nice thing, but like actually having commitments will keep you focused on on not just do whatever because you actually have something to deliver. But other than that, I, I think that that yeah, focus. It's a it's a you need those rituals to actually keep you focused. Yeah, um, I must say that I've found. All the times that I have work at home, like I already say, it was just randomly. I mean, every now and then. And I found at that point on time, that it was very distracting working from home. But well, what Francesco says, uh, now I've been working from home two weeks. Paris too was sick, sadly, for me. And we, I have been paying a lot with my, with my team members. And actually that has helped a lot. Well, before I will, I will do things at home, but I will not be as productive as being in the office. Now I'm feeling that I'm more or less in there, or less the same, uh, uh, same amount of work. Less conversations, uh, those casual conversations that you get when you're in the office, those don't really happen. Yeah, that's something that I miss, like the, hmm. the, the, the random conversation, the casual stuff that you just meet someone in the kitchen and... You, you discuss about an, an album that you have listened mm. to or something. Yeah, that's something that isn't there. I, I try to do that anyways. So I I, uh, I try to, to, so whenever I'm on a break, I, I, I just drop some comment on Slack or go to a direct message to someone to comment X, Y, and Z. And that actually keeps kind of like real relationship, like quotes of, of actually having these this casual conversations where that you cannot fake. I mean, it's not the same. It's not like you're walking and then you see someone just like, oh, you're, you're having this uh, oatmeal with, with fruit. Uh, and then you get a conversation <laughs> about that. Or For example, I have, I have this, this running conversation with, with Dan about me having porridge, but I, I eat it cold. I, I don't heat my my oats what? i don't i don't hit the oats so he'll yeah yeah and i put <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer porridge because so i i uh i put fruits and seeds on them and nuts so i throw like a bunch of things together in a bowl with oats and soy milk so it's it's no longer porridge it's uh, not a porridge <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, no longer porridge. it's just like it, it, that's my breakfast that sounds and, like a uh, smart idea not to have porridge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> can, we get, can we get a picture of this? Like tomorrow, yeah, yeah, tomorrow I, I, or like next week? 
Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll send a picture. Um, but yeah, those kind of conversations, like I just f- forgot about that conversation. Um, and it's something that like uh, there's some relations relationships that you have with your with your colleagues that are are just you're not be you're not able to do them like remote. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it's an, it's an important part of being a team also. Getting to a sort of a personal level as well. Uh, not just having the working relationship. The, we're working together. We discuss about what's on Jira and what's in the sprint or whatever. But also mm. like, who are you <laughs> as well? <laughs> it's an important part. Of, yeah, it's an important part of being a team. Know each other. Yeah. And it's uh, difficult to develop those relationships uh, if you don't have time allocated to just chat about things which doesn't happen naturally as you said uh and it's not the same when it's a conversation in slack rather than actually talking with the person i find it quite nice that the like our clients at specific times there's hangouts i know we do it at Kudrens as well for like lunch sadly i've never been able to manage to join them just because of the different times uh because I'm pairing with someone at that time usually or have meetings at exact time. Mm. So I've not been able to join, but I know at the client we do, uh, we have like morning exercises that you can join in. There's a lot yeah. of activities that they do, which is quite nice. You can just join in and have not as random conversations as you would meet someone in the kitchen and talk about their breakfast, but it's still, it's still a bit nicer than being completely isolated from everybody. Yes. Is there anything that makes it easier for you working at home? We have mentioned pairing as one of the big things, but is there anything else that makes it easy for you to work at home? I guess that for me, it's it's kind of what I mentioned earlier about the like the ritual. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I uh, so have something that will somehow relate to the commute, so that you can say like, okay, this is my commute. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it's just two steps. Um, for me, it's just. Every, every day I uh, get like a bowl of cereal and I have to get out of the house. It's 4 a.m. So it's cold and and it's in the dark. I have to walk through the backyard to the house. The dogs are always there and they're always jumping. So I have to, I have to wiggle my way around with my computer on one hand and the bowl on the other and the keys to the house. And they're jumping around and then trying to open the door in the darkness, like trying to fit the key, which is always a challenge. <laughs> and then get here, uh, sit down and actually have the place where I can say like, okay, this is the office. So th- this is the place where I work and the house is over there. Mm. Uh, and, and being able to separate that, um, it doesn't matter. So I, I luckily have like a complete different space. If I was home, I would, when, I, when we were working I was in the house. I wasn't working on my on my bedroom. The guys that I was living with, they were living. I mean, they were working on the bedroom. I just went downstairs to the kitchen and I worked on the kitchen. So for me, it, one of the things that actually helped the most, it's being able to separate where you live and where you work. It doesn't matter if your yeah. workspace, it's very, very small, but it's like, this is the place that I do work and this is the place that I do other stuff. So for example, for me, I even try to, whenever I'm doing something uh, not work-related, but with my computer, I, uh, I just take my computer to the living room when I'm, when I'm finished. I, I, I don't stay here to do like my playing or whatever. I just try to go, try to go there. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not being very successful at that, though. So 
<laughs> I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying here more than I would want to. But yeah, yeah, being able to separate it's one of the things that actually helped me the most to work work from home. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring some something else to the table of what we are talking about. Um, recently, I I read a couple of uh, articles from Alberto Brandolini, which is the creator of uh, Event Storming, about which parts of Event uh, of which well I don't know they are not called ceremonies techniques can, can be used uh, while doing remote. I will put uh, we'll put a link uh, to it. And he he was quite, uh, and I understand that because I'm more or less of the same uh, same mind. He was quite negative about the idea of doing any kind of big meeting online, or in this case, the meetings related to event storming. How are you finding meetings? How are you finding doing meetings online with your colleagues, uh, daily planning uh, planning meetings? How is it working for you? I actually find it quite successful we've never really like our team is quite small i guess we have about probably six people a little bit more if there's business business um, people involved so maybe nine people but usually no Mm -hmm. not everybody speaks at the same time we use different tools for it but it's been actually pretty good there's yeah i never actually like i haven't found the issues with it we use for uh miro my i think that's how you say it um, yeah. application for our uh, sort of any anything that we need to do or draw diagrams if you if we used to use something for as a whiteboard or poster notes we use Miro and then share it with the team if needed to be or as part of the team we use it and it's very easy to understand it's very simple to um, just sort of get a hang of who's saying what I think the only negative of that is if if something should be anonymous you can't have that <laughs> everybody will see what you're writing and uh, the name against it. so that would be probably the only downside but i don't know about others but i haven't found any sort of downsides of meetings i think we have actually finally less meetings than normally which is always a good thing as a developer because you want to <laughs> develop more than uh, join a lot of meetings um <laughs> and we, we found this sort of um middle ground of having invites to meetings but you're optional so you you have a choice if you want to join in or not and then you have a little summary after the meeting just to tell us what happened Hmm. i have uh, done a couple of times on meetings internal meetings from codirans but i'm gonna uh, i want to say thank you to the media people because that is an awesome tool we are using it uh, in my team. We use it extensively because that that is where we have our backlog. We have our sticky notes of backlog or a Kanban for to do, doing gone, what not, the retros, the planning session, all within this single mirror board, and it's working awesomely for us. I am, I am actually quite. Uh, uh, I was quite surprised that it was working so well. So is it like uh, the equivalent of a wall uh, next to the team area, but online? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, an, it's, a, it's an inf- uh, eh? What is the name? Oh, Miro. Miro.com. M-I-R-O.com, which we'll put a link as well on the uh, on the web. And we are using like a like an infinite uh, whiteboard where we've got 
can put the stickies. And nice. it is fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a, exactly what an agile tool should be. Easy <laughs> to use. It can adapt to whatever you are doing. And it, it doesn't get in the way. Mm. I mean, unlike, we all, unlike other tools that we know of. <laughs> All right, so uh, what about you, Francesco? Because you have been doing meetings for a long time online. Yeah, um, I mean, the meetings with the team, so like stand-up, uh, refinement, uh, planning, uh, those tend to work well because you have the same people using the same technology and you have an expectation of how things will work out. So, mm-hmm. for example, you have a, a sprint, uh, sorry, the, the stand-up. Uh, you basically know who's going to be on the, uh, sharing the screen to show the Jira board and uh, who's going to uh, go around and ask a question. Um, when you have a clear expectation of what's gonna da- going to happen, uh, it's easy uh, to be remote. If it, it's not the case, if you're doing something weird, like for example, uh, doing an event storming for the first time in your life, I suppose, like most most situation companies, I think that I can see being a lot harder. It would be harder in the room, and it's even harder because you're not in a room. So my my experience, the meetings that are repeating, they're fine. You work them out, you work out the kinks, and you know the best way to do them. Then it's like a progressive improvement at that point. You're doing. A, it would be slightly better if we had the microphone here. When instead there is a meeting with people that, uh, like we had recently uh, an inception of a project where we had, I don't know, 12 people in the in the same hangout. And even after working out the technical problem, like, yeah, everyone can hear everyone good. Uh, it was still uh, challenging at time, driving meeting. <laughs> um, mm. You're missing, like for example, someone had the, the, the webcam off you don't know if they're there or not, uh, and stuff like that. And it, maybe it turns out that they're not there when you expect them to be, stuff like that. Yeah, it's slightly hard, but that's what it is. <laughs> Another small topic that I wanted to talk about. We had a discussion the other day in within our, um, within our Slack channel of Codirans uh, about uh, a written communication mm-hmm and video call communication when you are working remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am of the opinion, I have always the opinion that face-to-face is the best way of communicating. And right now when it's not possible, video calls are the next best, best thing. I am using mostly text as a way to put down what we have already talked about. Mm. But we have colleagues I don't know if any of you is of the case that prefer to actually do text-based communication and only go into calls when needed. Well, I I get into a call as soon as I can. I have a I like written communication a lot uh, because you have more time to think about what you're reading and what you're saying, what you're with your writing. Uh, so you have time to reflect on what uh, you are trying to tell what mm-hmm. how best to, to do it. Uh, and you have time to look back at what someone has said and like, have I actually understood what they're saying or or not? Uh, which in uh, in a call you don't have. It's just, it's gone already. Like you picked the wrong word. 
too bad. Uh, it's gone. I, so I have a preference for written communication. But something that I've noticed is that it's easier to get angry at each other. It's easier to misunderstand like the stance that someone has in a conversation. Uh, mm. And so something that I, something that we raised in retrospective and we started doing is have a sort of a, the equivalent of a safe word, basically. It's a, it's a get out uh, <laughs> card that you play if you think that the written medium is not serving you at that point. So uh, yeah. the, the, the idea is that you escalate and it's like, I don't think that it's working. Like we're getting angry at each other and maybe it's better if we have a call. And you do have a call with the other, and you discover that actually there's nothing to be angry about. Uh, and it's just that you were getting angry of, of something that was not, that was like, um, I don't know, maybe it's inherent on trying to use words. Uh, hmm. I don't know what, uh, what triggers that. I don't know what the motivation. But yeah, what I've noticed is sometimes you, you're getting angry, have a call, you talk with the other person, and uh, you know the, the two of you are not angry. Like they, you have no reason to be angry. Yeah, I think having that escalation path is useful, sort of. But I see them this way: like most of the communication is written, and then you go to calls when the written medium doesn't work anymore. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think it seems like maybe there was like a verbal understand, like it was like a non-verbal understanding in our team at least, uh, or maybe we just used to it this way. If there's any questions whatsoever, <laughs> we go on the call with someone that and just go over it because it that it leads with less miscommunication, I guess. Because I'm used to sort of turning up, turning to the next person or looking over my table and speaking to the person about what they have like even made a comment mm -hmm. on the MR or if I have any questions. So it's just easier to have that conversation, at least for me. Um, there isn't misunderstanding. I did the same thing this morning. Um, someone left a few comments about uh, the, change, the changes I made and there was a bit of confusion between what was done and the suggestion. So we just went on the call and had that conversation, went over the code and it seemed like there was misunderstanding what the code behind it was actually doing and so th the comment wasn't needed and it kind of like if we didn't have that conversation like, well not face to face but I guess a free video chat um, we would we could have went on quite for quite a while on this MR to have a discussion of why this is needed or not needed so I think that like that was just a very quick conversation of this is the reason I did it Etc. So you I, think that you have more bandwidth when you're chatting than yeah, when you're writing? It's, yeah. I do like to go back and make sure what the person has said to read in to see if I understood it correctly in the first place before answering them. Like You do have time to think about the answer in because when you have a person in front of you, you don't really have time to be like, give me five minutes, I'll think about it. Um, you have to have the answer right there. But I do like, I don't know, I just, maybe it's just me. I really like to just turn around and have that conversation with someone or just go on the call. Even if it's five minute conversation, just quickly do it. Make sure that everyone is on the same page and there's no misunderstanding. I'm going to go with uh, one uh, anecdote. When I started uh, programming here in the UK, just after finished university, 
I was working for a company that does printing, printing at massive scale. And I, I was in a satellite office, but uh, we were in the first floor and on the ground floor, we have printers. And when I'm talking about printers, th- those printers and that uh, ground floor were relatively small for what we had in the, in the big warehouse, but they were still bigger than a car. Okay, we are talking massive printers. And, uh, and we used to create uh, applications that will create a postscript output, which will give to the printers and the printers will print out. Yeah? And whenever there was a problem, oh, you will get uh, someone will send you the, the, the proofs and say, oh, this is uh, wrong. Even if it was just ground floor to first floor, it will take a, a bit of time for you to actually see the proofs because you send them to the printer and they will print them at some time. Then they will collect the print, the, the printing, they will send it to you. I found that it was taking so long. I used to be a person that didn't like communicating with people, <laughs> but it was taking so bloody long to actually get the, to actually move uh, things forward that uh, I, I started to follow what one of my colleagues were, uh, was doing. Just go down, go get with the people that are on the printers, make sure uh, that the, they put the, the file into the printer uh, as quickly as possible, check with them and talk with them so how it should be. And that changed the way I used to work. So b- before I would have been content with just writing tests. Uh, and I, I, I love writing. I love being uh, putting my effort into writing a massive piece of test, explaining things or saying things and whatnot. That's why I have a blog. But for the purposes of doing my work, I just found that even if I didn't like it, going and communicating face-to-face was the best thing I could do, which was an interesting change for uh, for me. From being uh, this kind of person that don't like communicating, don't like picking up the phone, don't like yeah, sending me an, an email. Email, that's fine. <laughs> to, to now, that is that yeah, email. No. Okay, let's gonna get into a call immediately. Pump. I don't know. It, um, for me, it's... Uh... So meetings are fine, and and having the the close communication, it's uh, it's it's very useful. I think that the issue comes when people are having way too much meetings for solving issues. I I haven't seen it, I haven't experienced it, but I have seen it. My fiance, she's working, and uh, so she has three stand-ups. So because she's in, apparently she's in like three different teams. But she has three stand-ups. And then she has, after lunch, another like catch-up meeting um, of responsibilities or something. So roughly, she has like three to four hours of just meetings. And then she has to do her job as well. So usually she had, when she was working at the office, she had like one hour of meetings. Um, and the, the catch-up was was not needed because everyone was there. So they were seeing each other. So in my opinion, it's it's not the, the way that people are communicating. It's just like the team's communication as an overall. It's not, it's not that you're... The issue wouldn't be that I'm having too many meetings. I mean, that I'm having a meeting, a meeting like face-to-face or, or having an email or chatting. Um, the issue would be that that the it's the miscommunication or 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 having 
too much, to, like too many meetings that tend to go nowhere. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I uh, for me, if I have to choose, I, I would always have like face to face. And actually, like face to face, we cannot do that anymore here. But like face to face, for me, that's the fastest one. Um, when we were working on the apprenticeship team, we had a Jira. No, Pivotal, I don't remember the tool, Pivotal Tracker. Uh, and we had a, a whiteboard. And like maybe on the third day, we stopped checking the Pivotal because the board was there and we were all sitting here. So we just stand up and say like, like hey, uh, what do you mean with this? And then that's done, sorted. Um, on the on the call or on the chat, you you kind of have to uh, to do a little bit more time. And given the circumstances now, whenever you get to a call, if it's one to one, at least I don't know if everyone does, but I tend to just have a fifteen to ten minute just to say like, hey, how have you been? Uh, yeah, I've been doing this. Yeah, I uh, haven't been walking my dog because of the curfew or whatever. Yeah, for me, it's not it's not an issue of of what is the what is the channel of communication? It's just like miscommunication in general. Mm. I suppose that is as well. Uh, different people will have different work that we're doing. Yes. Well, I think no, 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 I, work that we're doing. Oh. Not no, just the work is as well. Uh, I suppose that there is a, what kind of communication is more comfortable for you? Mm. It's like a personal preference at, at the end. Yeah. And also, it's always interesting to to analyze like who you're talking to so i um i, I like to like analyze people <laughs> and and <laughs> see how, like try to be so i i behave differently according to whom i'm talking to not because i'm i'm a chameleon or anything it's just that it's just that i think that in 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 some cases it's easier to communicate with someone in a certain way and then with someone else in in another way so according to who you're talking, like, uh, and when you're in a team, you you get to uh, to uh, identify this very easily. Uh, who doesn't like being in a meeting? It's usually the one that doesn't have the pic- the, the the camera on. It's just a picture. Um, the, who likes to actually talk face to face and who likes written? So it's personal preference, and then you have to be smart about who you're talking to and how. Let's gonna move on to the last thing that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, tools. Yes. Which tools are you using? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really like this. Thing. Okay. I like you that question. <laughs> Go ahead, then. You're the first one. I think I like that question because our team went out of our way to search lots of different um, tools we could use to help us with this, and I think. Pretty much in the last two weeks, past two weeks, not uh, including this week, we tried everything we could while we were pairing just to see what works, what doesn't work. So we we kind of did little um, content pros for every single thing we used. And we asked our people, including uh, I used what Kujurans have mentioned, what application they might be interested to use. So we used it and I sent feedback to Steve saying, hey, we used this and these are the cons and these are the pros of what we use and like if you if you want to go forward and pay for it i probably would like either say no or yes and you can try it out um there are really do you, some... have, 
on that, do you have like a shared uh, a document where you have all of the pros and cons the entire team has collected? Um, I do. Be, um, so some of the, my team members have done a presentation last week at COP. I can have a look where they uh, they saved it and I can sort of forward it. Oh, that's the one that is in Notion, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, some some applications are really, really good. Sadly, because everybody is working from home, there are some difficulties with um, quality or the sound or just security in general. <laughs> There's some of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like testing new tools and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And somehow... After testing all of these, we ended up with Hangouts. Every, every, every single person on our team, we tried different things and we somehow ended up with Hangouts at the end of the day. <laughs> Not sure what that says, but there you go. What about you, Francesco? What, is, what tools are you using? So the most important tool is a good internet connection. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Lately, I'm struggling with Wi-Fi at home. That's not fun. Uh, a good, stable, reliable, fast uh, internet connection is just vital. Uh, that's the number one thing. Without that, nothing gets done. Um, once that's sorted, I think then the second thing is uh, Slack uh, or whatever text communication you're using as a sort of base contact with your team. So mm. it might be Slack or Teams or HipChat, does it still exist? Whatever you're using, that is sort of the main tool for me. Uh, uh, we use Slack for video calls or Google Meet, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is the same as Hangout. Um, then um, I'm a fan of Google Drawing. Uh, but uh, Miro, I think, is uh, a better alternative, probably. We had a tool that we used for a while, which was incredible, which was uh, uh, Tupo for remote pairing, which was great. Oh, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, it still has a few limitations that uh, means you, we cannot really use it at, uh, with the entire team. Uh, mostly, it doesn't support Linux yet. Uh, it's only Mac. And half yes, of the, that, that hurts me. Uh, half of the team is uh, Mac, half of the team is Linux, and so it didn't work. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's not many tools that, uh, oh, yeah, like Trello or uh, Trello or Jira. Uh, the, the other thing is um, so w- w- before leaving London, uh, I asked uh, Codurance for an upgrade of the laptop uh, because I had seen that uh, when uh, when working from home and doing screen sharing, a chunk of the CPU of the machine is used for the transcoding of the video. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you are working on a compiled language like Java, there's another chunk for that, and it gets <laughs> it gets heavy on the machine. So actually asking for the for, for a beefier laptop was a good idea. Um, should ask it again. But yeah. If and then, like... like the, oh yeah, go around. Um, just quickly, if you like tuple, um, screen might be a nice choice to try. It works for Linux and Macs. Um, the only downside of it, it's free at the moment because of the situation happening at the moment. So there have been issues with quality of the screen. 
But when it works, it works really, really well. And that gets nicely into a topic that I'd, I'd like some ideas on, which is experimentation with tools. So we tried Screen uh, in my team. Uh, we used it twice, and both times it went badly. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. because we were not trying to use it for the thing that it is the, uh, thought for. We were basically like, I think, five or six in the same mm-hmm. session rather than the two that you would normally for pairing. Uh, and both time it worked horribly wrong. Like it went horribly oh, wrong. No. <laughs> and then, like, I heard good thing. I tried to experiment, but without a sort of a, a structured way to approach the experimentation around the tool, uh, a single incident just skews the opinion of other of the team, and that tool you'll never uh, recover. Uh, how, how did you approach that? Because it, it sounds like you were successful in doing experimentation. Um, for the on the first day it was very successful, so I pass on to the rest of the team. And the way we used it was uh, in the pairing session for the whole day. So we decided that to know if the tool is working well, you can't just use it for for a few hours. You need to use it extensively to figure out what the cons and pros are. So we did it for a few days, but on the first day, um, we were trying to see what it can do and the options it does. And it was such a nice feel because if I had something to say and I wanted to give an example, I could actually take control of someone else's computer I was pairing with and write on their computer and be like, this is what I actually meant. Like maybe this is a better solution for what we're trying to do. And that was so nice in, in terms of other tools we have used that you can't do that. You have to really try to explain it and either switch pairing to kind of just show what you mean. So it was just a, a nice thing. Um, sadly, on the second day, I don't know if it was because there was a lot of users or because my pair's uh, computer and internet wasn't as, uh, it was quite like quite slow. So the quality of, of the the video was terrible. So he couldn't see what I was sharing. Mm. Um, and I know some other people have said the same thing as well. Apart from that, we, sadly, we didn't go back to it just because of the quality of the video. Maybe even it, um, there's less people using it. Uh, we might try to to do it again, and maybe for like maybe a week, and see how that works. What about you, Jose? Well, about tools, mostly what Francesca said. Um, Slack, it's it's very very important. I've been trying to um, because of the concentration thing. I've been trying to to do pomodoros. Um, okay. So I. Uh, I tried multiple different Pomodoro applications, and I found one called Focus to Do. Um, it is very nice because it has, on the Mac version, it it appears on the top bar, so next to your internet connection, and it, its timer is there. It's silly. My favorite feature. It's it's silly because it's it's so random, but. You can, so when it's the Pomodoro, you can set like a music or a sound to be playing all the 25 minutes. And what I have, it's it's a, a random cafe noise. So it's basically a mumbling of people talking, uh, like this noise, like... Yeah, the clicking of the glasses. Yeah. Uh, nice. and, and, and sometimes you hear someone just walking by and that kind of, like that gets me into the zone 
and so you, I've been, you have to pass the link for that one. Yeah, yeah I've been that so awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've been so successful on on so previously I've been try I've tried Pomodoro previously and I haven't been able to, and I really really think that I wasn't able to do them because I didn't have the right tool. And for me, this tool, it's awesome. Because it, it just like, you can put like a noise at the end of each of the segments. So whenever I'm done on a Pomodoro, it, it's like a, and then when, I'm, when I have to go back, I, uh, uh, it, it's, it's another sound, like a triumph sound, like da-da. Uh, and there's a multiple like configuration. Like I play with the settings for a while. Um, um, but so, it's just, it's just so good. Um, for me, it's a, it's a game changer and it's, it's just something that you knew that exists. So for me, it's like Pomodoros. I knew that existed. Uh, but once I did the tool, uh, it has helped me to focus like, okay. That's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. When I, when I was in the bench, the period of, I was in the bench and working alone, uh, I was also using a noise generator. I did like, a, a train, uh, like train tracks, like yeah. the the fire the fire uh, fire camp kind of thing, like in the woods, uh, like wind and stuff like that. Uh, it I cannot use it because I'm pairing with people. Like you can use <laughs> it. The limitation of the tool is that it only works if you are alone yeah, love, with yeah. your headphones, and then it's great. Uh, I think it's the like another nice thing that works in that space uh, is video game music like soundtracks yeah. from video games that are made to be in the background and not capture your attention because you're focusing on something else and they just isolate you and let you yeah. focus on what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, well, we'll talk okay. if, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the tools that, uh, that it's a must for me, at least, is Spotify. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, a tool, like a productivity tool. Uh, but for me, like, I, I put lo-fi music whenever I'm... Yeah, yeah, like lo-fi music. It's it, it's just like the beats, like the beats and the the low quality of always hearing the like the noise of the of the disc. I, I don't know how it's in English, but the the vinyls uh, noise. Yeah. Oh, the clicks, uh, click noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that noise with with the like video game music and a little bit of beat. It's just like yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't you don't pay attention to it, but it's nice to have. Absolute kickiness point. And uh, when you mention uh, Noises Francisco, you can find on YouTube long loops, like our, our, our loops. <laughs> Eight hours, yeah. Uh, from, um, from spaceships, from different films and TV series. So you have the Nostromo noise from Alien, the, the different enterprises, the Voyager, and, and you have the, the noise of just the engine. <laughs> running wow maybe someone not awesome i love that i when i'm if i'm not pairing i always put youtube and there'll be something on the loop for like eight hours so i don't need to remember that i need to stop something or like play again <laughs> like it'll just go for the whole day for me like it'll just be like a rainforest music or like uh, guitar sounds like anything that i like in the mood for that moment mm. i'll just put for like eight, 12 hours, and there'll be just like this whole loop and you just go, cool, <laughs> just focusing on it. Okay, I want to mention two, um, two tools, uh, I, additional tools to what we have uh, talked so far. I, I, I tend to use Zoom a lot. I know about all the 
probably see you somewhere not. <laughs> but uh, I found that for a video calling and setting the screen, it gives me better quality than Hangouts. When Hangouts is struggling, Zoom is working quite nicely. I know that they use their own compression algorithm to do the video. Uh, and the other one, uh, now, uh, if anyone has ever uh, listened to me talk, knows that I'm Emacs user and I love Emacs. But for uh, when, when we are doing remote sessions, I'm using, actually using VS Code with Live Serve and it's working pretty well for us. Mind you, we tend to have a, a, set, of the a set of the screen and then the live cell. So you can see as well if I am on the web browser and we're not doing things or looking for a specific things, you can see it over there. But we keep both things. Uh, so you have the together. two IDE attached to each other, so communicating over a channel. So you see your ID with the changes that the other yes. makes. So I, I see, I see my. Uh, I, I am working on my Visual uh, Visual Studio Code with my plugins, but I am connecting to. Uh, well, if the other person is the one doing the live set, I am connecting to their file system. So when I'm writing, I'm writing on their machine, and when I'm saving, I'm saving on their machine. Okay, and then this, uh, in addition, you also have the screen share, but only for the other things. Uh, yeah. Like if you have a web yeah. browser or something. Exactly. And, uh, and it is quite nice because first you have multiple cursors. So you, you have everyone inside has a, has a cursor. You can see, you can click and say, go to this person where they are located. So if they are in a different file, you can see. You can pin and follow that person if you want. And everyone can write at the same time. That's so, an interesting strategy because I always consider the two tools to be alternative in a way. Like either you connect the IDEs or you screen share. You would not do yeah. both. And the idea of doing actually both it could be interesting because you have the, the, the a great uh, experience with the IDE because it's running on your machine and a great experience mm. with screen sharing. Just you don't use yeah. that one for the other one. That's an interesting strategy. It, it is working quite well for us. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, as I say, I am an Emacs user. When I, whenever I am alone, I'm using Emacs. Whenever I have to do it with Git, I'm using uh, Magit on, on Emacs rather than going. Using, Visual Studio Code for Git is horrible. I mean, the, 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 the way that they have decided to, to set up the Git, uh, how you work with Git on Visual Studio Code is absolutely horrible. Uh, and instead of using the terminal, it's, uh, I, I go back into Emacs. But when I'm writing code, I am uh, writing it on Visual Studio Code, if I am paying, of course. Um, but yeah, it's working pretty well, pretty well. Like the, the combination is, it has been quite good for us. Okay, um, anything else? Uh, have we left something that you wanted to talk about? Anything that you want to mention? Uh, one thing um, that I found, at least with the pair I've been working the last week, um, because obviously, we're kind of isolated. We don't move as much. What we yeah. do, so we do Pomodoro. So we do about 30 minutes and then we take about five, 10 minute break. What we both do is walk around. So the way he does it, he walks around his house and it like the way he, like it's situated, it, like he walks around his stairs and up and down. Well, I just like mm -hmm. walk around my kitchen and like just around the flat just to keep moving just to kind of keep yourself distracted and hmm. um, 
just to be more awake because that's what you would be doing in the office you would go possibly in the kitchen or maybe um, talk to someone so you have a chance of just moving around just as you would do normally in the office Hmm. so it's also sort of remembering that to move a little bit more and when you go back to the office you don't just sit down and uh, be in one place it it becomes natural for you nice anything from you jose or from francisco or are you happy i think um one of the things i was thinking of about working from home is not every company allows people to work from home and uh, often it's problem like with the company culture or um, Mm. something like that and actually uh the situation currently is pushing us to work from home. Uh, like the, you have to develop that capability if you don't have it. It's That's not right. an option anymore, which is interesting. I hope that some of that, some of these of those lessons that we will learn in this period will stick around afterward. That companies will actually start thinking of the ability to work from home as a capability and not as an hindrance on their productivity. I must agree with that. Uh, I don't think. At least on my team, I don't think we have hit any kind of a snack, any kind of, uh, once we started uh, moving it, I think we are more or less working at the same capacity as if we were working in the office. There has not been any real difference other than if you're a bit more isolated at home. So I wouldn't want to do it uh, every day. But yeah, it is, it, is, it is a very good point. Companies that before didn't wanted to, to work from home, I mean, they will still people, there will be still managers that, oh, no, 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 people that are working from home, are they are not working enough, you know, Tyler and Bills, but but it is, but it is possible. It is absolutely possible to work from home, which is a, which is a, a, probably for a lot of companies is a a good discovery. Yeah. Yeah, And also for a lot of people, like the example that you make of the manager that is convinced that people working from home are slacking off, actually, they're not actually working. Uh, I suppose that that maybe that this period can can be an example that people can actually work properly from home, like actually do work, not <laughs> not pretend to. Uh, yeah. So I, I had a comment that I wanted to. to it never never came the chance to. But so one of the things that it, it's important to take in consideration whenever you're working, it's being able to. I feel that Francesco has lived this more because you've been doing remote for, for longer. But it's it's the ability to actually um, shut it down once you're done and setting those boundaries of also your, your colleagues. And it has happened to me. Like I, I see myself working at times that I would not usually work hmm. and being able to... So be smart enough to actually give yourself enough time to rest and be okay by not being available for x y z that you would be okay if you're not in the if you are in the office like hey listen i i I cannot like or or even like like if someone talks to you and then come back like hey listen i I was in the bathroom like (laughs) there's nothing i can do right but being able to set those boundaries those boundaries for me it's very important uh, because you, you tend to i've been thinking about that because I've been finding myself working more hours and doing... Yeah, you're always working. You never leave because you never left work. Yeah, you have to... 
at the ritual the more you close and then you're off you need to have not working power. yeah, yeah. Uh, i remember an extreme example of that which is when i went on holiday for a week uh last summer i uninstalled slack from my phone <laughs> with me and that was the extreme I, I i got to like i i have to stop uh yeah, yeah. but that's a, a different example um i do not uh check slack on the phone or computer after work uh, I, I have it there if someone uh, like pings me directly i would receive the message but otherwise i'm not i'm no longer at work once i stop i i say bye to, the, to my team like, have a great weekend or whatever and then i'm done uh, mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's hard because you don't leave you don't, don't have that, that moment of exiting the office yeah. i don't know if it's just because maybe on a client it might be easier i don't know if it's if you're on the bench it might be a little bit more difficult because you're kind of on your own a lot of times you're working on your own things so it might be more difficult to switch off because when you're on the client if if you're pairing, you kind of say goodbye to your pair, to your team, and you shut the computer and that's it. Well, if you're studying or doing something else, you might lose the track of time or you're just like, oh, well, I'll another 10 minutes won't hurt. Um, it might be just maybe different feeling, I guess. Yeah, I, get, I guess that that's another good perk of extreme programming or and actually like saying to yourself like i won't do any any work if it's not in pairs because then then yeah for me at least that that i'm i'm on the bench it's it's exactly what you mentioned it's just that i uh i kind of keep on going and also because i'm on different timestamp it's fine <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> i still have sun uh, it's uh, it's two in the afternoon now so uh, and I will still have for a while. So yeah, I guess being that's, able. That's a different case then. Maybe it's yeah, two yeah. In your mind, it's like, well, it's two o'clock. I should be working probably. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> okay, are we happy? Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, in that case, thank you everyone for coming. Thank you for hosting. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And thank you for our listeners for being there. So goodbye until the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.